Beckwith with the Winning with Beckwith podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to provide sales, business, and leadership information to help individuals in all walks of life. Each episode is unique, and we will bring some of the top leaders and business owners to the podcast to share what they have learned and are learning as well as myself. So thank you for tuning in. Welcome to this episode of Winning with Beckwith. I am so excited. We have an extremely special guest today, and I emphasize extremely. Um, I'm not sure why, but it's extreme. <laughs> and so this is Avante Kennedy, and we were talking about the pronunciation of his name beforehand. So some people say Canada, yep. but there's no uh, A-Y. It's just a Y, so I'm going with Canada. And so um, love to have you on the, on the, on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so Avante is a senior loan officer in Richmond, Virginia. So I appreciate you driving to Virginia Beach today. Thank you. No traffic, right? Just an exit being blocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a slight delay with the exit being blocked, but you got here in time, and so I appreciate it. But I've but, never, the one thing that I noticed immediately when I saw him today was I've never had any of my guests outdress me for the, <laughs> for the show. And so he came ready to go today. The tie, the shirt, I knew I should have wore a suit today. <laughs> so you look good. Thank um, you. I appreciate you coming on the show. But I wanted to have Avante on um, because he's he's new to the business, not new to business, but he's new to our business, and he really hit the ground running. I mean, he's been crushing some numbers. I mean, I can honestly say I haven't seen anybody do what you've done in, in this short a period of time in a long time. I appreciate right? I'm not gonna that. Not going to mention any names um, other than myself, but you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to, you know, just pick your brain for for new business owners. Yeah. So whether you're in the mortgage business, you're a real estate agent. Um, you know, you've decided to open up a bakery shop. I think there's a lot of things, some a lot of knowledge that you've learned and that you've applied to our business yeah. that we can share with some other business owners. So, so I'm really excited to do that. And so the numbers part, why don't you just give the audience kind of an idea? I mean, what are your numbers? What, what did you close your first year in the business? Uh, just under 19 million. I knew you would know. I knew you would know just, exactly what it is. I didn't even have to look it up. <laughs> so... And when did you start? Because I know you were on another team for a mm -hmm. while, but you weren't really building your own business for a while. You're just kind of learning the business. So was that the whole year you did 19 million? Or was that, did you start towards the end of so the year? So I started in September of 2020. Okay. And I pretty much did ops from October to December. Yeah. And then in January, I wanted to hit the ground running, get my feet going. And that's yeah. when I started producing on my own. Yeah. So the 19 million, that's true. Um, true numbers for a whole year. And so in our world, 19 million just mean that he brought in business and lent out $19 million of loans this year. And so um, I wanted to kind of clarify what we do. And I, I call Avante a street originator, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, because a street originator is a loan officer that basically goes out and gets their own business, right? Yep. They're not handed business by their company. And there's a lot of great loan officers that work for banks and other organizations that the bank provides them with the business. But this is a whole different ballgame that Avante does. He is responsible uh, for generating your own business. And so you get some of the tools and your support mm -hmm. uh, from the company you work for here at OVM. Um, but it's a very unique skill set. And so I just want to clarify, I mean, you have to be relentless. Um, you have to be good at follow-up. You have to be good at building long-term relationships. Um, you have to learn underwriting guidelines. There's pipeline management. There's a lot. Um, and eventually, you know, you'll be managing a team. This is true Honey Badger stuff. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what a Honey Badger is? I have the shirt. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Uh, we love to talk about honey badgers here. So if you've never heard me talk about it, honey badger is the most relentless animal in the animal kingdom. They're small, right? But they'll attack anybody, people that are twice their size. Yeah. And so I love to talk about honey badgers. And I feel like Avante, um, you are a honey badger. You fit that description perfectly. 
Um, so before we kind of get into uh, your background or anything like that, because I looked you up on LinkedIn, and so <laughs> I got all that, but I wanted to know what what's something that maybe the audience doesn't know about you that wouldn't pop up on LinkedIn or Facebook or something like that? Yeah, actually, actually started in the car business, and prior to that, I was a chef. A chef? I know we're around the kitchen pretty good. So my <laughs> wife married me. Yeah. <laughs> Smart so, move. Yeah. So when I was uh, I was in high school, I went to Lafayette out in Williamsburg, uh, graduated, went to John Sewell's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. Uh, one summer my car broke down and I got it towed to the Nissan dealership. And uh, I thought it was really cool to be like in a sales atmosphere. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go back to school. I'm going to get into the sales world. So I applied, called for like two weeks straight, and the general manager never answered, never returned my phone calls. And one day he's like, hey, I'll give you a shot. So I ended up going out, buying a suit, getting hired. I was number one in the district in the region my first year. Wow, that doesn't and, surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And so I just got to back up for a second because the chef <laughs> thing just really threw me off. So you, so I was going to, we're going to talk about the car business a little bit, yeah. but the chef thing I mean, did you work at a restaurant or you just yeah. started studying? I was a chef at the lodge out in Colonial Williamsburg. Nice. And so what, like today, Chef Avante, what, what would you say is your, your best, your best meal? Like if your wife was here, she'd say, hey, this is what I love Avante. That when I, I make it. a really good ribeye with mashed potatoes and broccoli. Ooh, how do you, how do you do the ribeye? <laughs> so I reverse sear it. Yeah. So you bake it for like 15, 20 minutes on 200 degrees, throw it in a cast iron pan, baste it with garlic, oregano, mm. shallot, rosemary. Wow. Yeah. Mm. It's All right, good. we can probably wrap up now. I mean, that's probably the, <laughs> the best tip tip we got. So that's great. Uh, now I'm only kidding, but that's great. I definitely didn't know that you were a chef. Wow. Um, but you mentioned that you got into the car business, and so I love the part where you just said that you called them for two weeks straight um, to get the job, and so they probably just didn't have time, Avante. But what yeah. made you do that? For me, it's about being different and doing yeah. what everyone else isn't doing and wouldn't do. Yeah. You know, the average person, they normally go online, they apply and wait for them to call them. Yeah. Well, I knew having no experience that he's never going to call me back. So I had to go after him to try to get that position. Yeah, I love that. And that's so true, though, because I can tell you just for me personally, like if somebody calls me and they say, hey, I want to be a loan officer. Um, you know, I almost, this is going to sound really bad, but I almost don't call them back on purpose because some of the most successful people in my business that I've seen yeah. um, are the relentless ones that continue to call, continue to follow up, uh, even when they don't want, even when there is no response back. That's and true. so I've done that before. Uh, if you ever uh, fell victim to that, I'm sorry, um, but you should have kept calling because I, I, I would have responded at that point. Um, but you were in the car business. And so... Tell us a little bit about your career in the car business. Um, I know you started, what, what dealership was it? Priority Nissan in Williamsburg. Okay. So you started there and you just mentioned all these awards that you got in your first year. Again, doesn't surprise me. Kind of walk us through your career though um, before you came over here to OVM. Yeah. So I started off as a salesperson. Again, I was number one in the district in the region. And I would, I mean, anytime someone came to the dealership, I was yeah. the, one, the first one to grab and meet them outside. Nice. I was selling 15 to 20 cars a month and then just kept going. And after, you know, a year, they gave me a shot at finance. So when I started doing finance for the dealership, did really well, exceeded at that, then became the finance director, then became the new car sales manager. And then you fast forward six years of doing it, I'm buying my house, and Ed was my loan officer. Yeah, so he actually was <laughs> buying his house uh, with one of our loan officers at OVM, and I'm not sure how that conversation went, but I, I know from that job that you had that you were already making really good money. I was doing really well. And you know, by all intensive standards, there was no reason for a career change. And so, um, 
you know, without getting into specifics on, on the money side, I mean, what made you just be like, you know what, I'm going to take a risk and go into a whole new career? Really and truly, I looked up OVM a lot, did a lot of research, found a lot of the history about the company, and then kind of talking to Ed, seeing the lifestyle that, it, you know, the company provided, the benefits of the company. Yeah. I figured I'd try something different. Having a family with young kids, being in the car business, just the hours were not ideal. Yeah. And with this, I still work a lot, but it's different, you know, to get a phone call on a Saturday or Sunday when I'm with my kids and with my family versus being locked to a desk all day. Yeah, totally different. And so you just, the work-life balance appealed to you. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously the ability to have unlimited income, mm -hmm. I'm sure it didn't hurt. It did. uh, <laughs> so in the car business, uh, what were some specific things that you, that I know for me before I got into the mortgage business, I was in sales before, mm -hmm. not cars, but other types of sales. And there was a lot of things I learned prior to getting in the mortgage business that helped me in the mortgage business. So what would you say were some of those things that, that you took from the car business that you were able to apply here? Really and truly, it's, a lot of it was like following up. So like when someone comes to the dealership, they don't have to buy a car. You know, you have to make it make sense to them. You have to listen to them, find out what their needs, wants and affordability is. And really and truly buying a house, getting a loan is the exact same thing. Yeah. You know, you can't really focus on the commission or the sale. You have to do what's right and what's best for the client. Mm -hmm. And I really use that to amplify everything to where that experience that I have with the client, it's far, you know, there's no one else that can really compete with that from a customer service level. Yeah, so you really focus on the follow-up and then you mm -hmm. focus on, talk a little bit about that customer service piece and kind of putting the customer's needs first. Yeah. What, what do you mean by that specifically? Yeah, so everyone, you know, buying, purchasing a house, buying a house, they're gonna be in different processes as far as yeah. their comfortability doing so. You know, with the first time home buyer, it's you really have to make sure they explain to them and you know make sure they understand everything yeah. versus just say, hey, sign here, you're pre-approved, you're good to go, go figure it out kind of thing. Yeah. So I try to like hold their hand and help them understand the process of buying a house and how important it is to kind of take that step because it's a huge investment yeah. and it's one of the best investments you can actually make. Yeah, you just sold me. I'm going to buy a house. Um, so, you know, what? The, the one thing you touched on what I love is I've talked about this on other podcasts, but so many people get caught up in the wrong type of sales. 100%. And so we see it in our world. I'm sure you saw it in the car business world because car business always gets a bad name, right? Yeah. Where it's like, okay, you want this car, this and they slam everything in front of you. They make you sit around for hours and hours, you know, trying to sell you this warranty and that warranty. And, and granted, that's what they get paid to do. And I appreciate that. They may have to feed their family and I understand that. But yeah. um, a true salesperson in any type of business you're in, if you're trying to grow your business, like really listening to your customers is what you're saying and 100%. giving them options, not just throwing what you think is best in front of them, but actually explaining to them, hey, here's your options um, and here's how you do it. And and I actually have a story about a car sale that, that describes it perfectly. So I, I was buying, it was, it was Ford Expedition. Yeah. Okay, it's sitting outside right now. <laughs> and I, I uh, went to one dealership and I went up there and I told them my situation, the car I was looking for, mm -hmm. and they had the car I was looking for. And the guy's like, you want to take it for a test drive? And I'm like, yep, take it for a test drive. And at the time, I had another vehicle that the transmission just blew. All right, I won't tell you what kind because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody's <laughs> feelings that may work for this company. But transmission blew, so it was stuck, right? I couldn't drive it, didn't have a transmission. And so um, I was talking to the guy and he's like, yeah, just go ahead and get that towed up here. And, and you know, we'll give you uh, what it's worth for the trade-in because I wanted to get rid of the car and yeah. trade it in, just wanted it to be done. And so... Um, the guy says, okay, um, just let me know when you can do that. And so that was it. Walked away. He didn't show me anything about the car or nothing like that, right? I walk and I call my buddy and I'm telling him my situation. He's like, no, 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 man. You need to call this guy. He works at the same, it's Ford, right? Works at, a, at for the same company, different yeah. dealership, right? Yeah, so I call this guy up 
And he's like, yeah, I got the exact same model you looked at at the other dealership. He's like, come on over um, and I'll show it to you, right? Yeah. So literally I went from um, where I was, drove about 45 minutes to his dealership. I pull up, he's got somebody waiting for me. Like, hey, he wants you uh, in the back room, right? So I go to this back showroom basically, which I'm sure you know what that is, you know, in the car dealership. <laughs> so anyway, they go back there. The car is perfectly detailed, cleaned. All right, he only had a 45 minute notice, right? Before we did anything, he starts walking me around, showing me all the features of the car. He's like, if you don't like this one, here's what we got. He starts giving me options, right? Yep. Then he's like, you want to take it for a drive? I'm like, yeah, I'll take it for a drive. So we take it for the drive. The whole time he's explaining to me what everything works, right? And I'm sorry, this is kind of a long story. But <laughs> at the end of the day, we come back and I'm like, yeah, I like it. And I tell him about the trade-in situation. He's like, oh, I'll send a tow truck over there right now. Just let me know the, the location, right? Sends the tow truck over, brings it back, handles everything. I don't even think, I think I just left. They delivered the car, assigned the paperwork in the office, and yeah. it was a done deal. And so, was that guy necessarily a great salesperson? No. Not really. All he did was like listen to what I needed, understood my situation, gave me some options for the vehicle. And so the light bulb went off with me in that that moment. And I didn't know how to describe sales very well until that moment. I was yeah. like, that's what it's about, 100%. right? And this is exactly what you're saying, which is what made you successful in the car business. You probably sold a lot of cars. Yeah. You didn't sell me that Ford, but <laughs> <laughs> somebody that, that did sell it did a good job with that. And so the following up piece, you touched on that. I just want to hit on that real quick. Mm -hmm. So the key to car business following up, right? Also the same in our world. And so, um, the, the one thing that blew me away is so obviously you're good at the customer service piece and you learn that in the car business. Um, but you got out of the gate so quickly in the mortgage business. And so I know what I think made you successful, but what do you think was, was kind of the, the key for you getting out so fast? Really, truly, a big part of it was OVM, like the support. Okay. And that helps a lot. And then also me calling, reaching out to agents. You don't have to say OVM, by the way, because I'm saying <laughs> yeah. I promise, it's true. I love the company. But like reaching out to the agents, that really helped a lot. Yeah. Building those good referral partners yeah. and kind of surrounding myself around people that want to be just as, if not more successful than myself. Mm, that's good. I like that, surrounding yourself. Um, with people that are, are going after the same thing, you know? I always say that. Like, my closest friends are going after the same thing as me. It yeah. may not be our business, right? Mm -hmm. It may be whatever organization or business they're in, but I think that's important. But I'm going to tell you why I think you're successful, <laughs> right? Because you touched on some of it. But um, work ethic, right? When you're starting a new business, um, I'm big on life balance. And I know we've talked about that, too, um, off camera. Um, and you have to build life balance in, but that doesn't mean you don't work hard. Right. That's true. Working hard and working smart is key because um, getting in there and being willing to work and take a phone call when nobody else is right can separate you, especially at the beginning from other businesses. Yeah. Right. So, again, I know we're talking about the loan business, um, but it could be as a real estate agent. It could be you start an HVAC company. Right. And somebody's calling you um, on a weekend because their AC broke. Well, you don't know where that customer can leave for you. They could be providing more referrals in the future 100%. to other clients or other business owners. And so literally just taking that call can separate you from everybody else. And again, I don't want to lose sight of work-life balance. That's a different episode. Um, but work ethic is something I think has made you extremely successful. Um, the other thing is you refuse to lose. I guess. I mean, I love winning too. Um, but you know, you refuse to lose and, and hearing no just doesn't bother you. Right. Yeah. 
You want to elaborate on that? Why doesn't it bother you? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like people are just naturally wired just to say no because it's like the path of least resistance. Yeah. So it's like when you walk into the store, you could be looking for a shirt. You'll spend 10 minutes looking for it instead of just letting the one of the eight associates help you. Yeah. Hey, can I find anything? No, I'm fine. And then you look for 30 minutes trying to find a shirt. Yeah. So it's like, you know, when you're told no, no doesn't necessarily mean no. It just means you haven't built enough value to hear yes. Gosh, that's so good. I, I'm sorry. I, I lost you when you started talking about walking in the department store. And I was thinking about myself. I'm like, I do that all the time. All the time. It's good. You know, it's it's we don't like, um, I think you're right. We're programmed to say no. That's our first instinct. And that goes for anybody, any business. And I think also, too, we don't like, um, we're going to take the path of least resistance. We don't necessarily like confrontation. Uh, and if we can find an easy way out, we'll take it. Right. Yeah, that's true. And so we've talked a lot about this in, in our world, but it really applies to all businesses um, and from that standpoint. So the other thing I, I noticed about you is now, correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like from my perspective that you're extremely organized. Yes. How did you become organized? Have you always been organized? No. I learned the hard <laughs> way. Yeah. So especially Sounds like, familiar. Yeah. <laughs> especially when I first started like with the mortgage business, there are so many different intricate parts. Mm-hmm. You can't just rely on saying, I'll remember to do something. Yeah. Or you can't always rely on, hey, I already have this, or I remember to get this. I write everything down. Mm-hmm. We do daily meetings, weekly meetings, and anytime I have to do something, I just on my phone I just say, Hey Siri, remind me to do whatever it is. Because if not, I will forget. Yeah, as a business owner, I, mean, I can't tell you how important being organized is. And I think it's great that you said you weren't organized because I was totally not organized. I had to learn to be organized. And everybody's different. So you may have a different strategy to get organized. Yeah. And so you talked about the Siri. I don't use that personally, right? But that works for you. Mm-hmm. And so whatever it is, you have to figure it out. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to a contractor or somebody in another business and and they're saying yes, and they're doing this, but they don't write it down. Yep. And they try to remember it. And you can't remember everything. You no. There's too many things going on. And obviously, as your business continues to grow, the harder it is going to be to remember every single conversation and every single thing you do with the client. And so um, extremely organized. The other thing I noticed is you're a good leader, right? Um, we haven't really got into this, but a year into the business, you already have a team of people that that work for you and so i went and spent some time with you in the richmond branch a few months Mm -hmm. ago and i immediately noticed that you're just a really good leader again i want to ask you i mean i know you played sports and that type of thing but um did that is that something you had to develop or is that something that you felt like came a little bit natural to you a little bit of both they played a little bit coming up in sports, being young in like the culinary field, you don't really get a lot of guidance. Mm -hmm. And that was always something I wanted because I feel like I'd be more successful if it wasn't like trying to figure it out for myself. If I had someone to say, hey, do X, Y, and Z, and then just do it, follow the path and become successful. And you know, that's not always how it's gonna work. It's not that simple. But like when you're building a team, you're building individuals, if you give them a clear path of what they need to do, it's a lot less resistance, a lot less bumps, a lot less learning curves because you're teaching them based off your failures so they don't make the same mistakes. Yeah, that's a great point. So basically you watch other leaders fail, mm-hmm. also took accountability for what you had done and the mistakes you made and and thought about that when you were leading your team. Yeah, and for me, everyone wants to, you know, everyone wants to work their way up. Everyone wants to be recognized. Everyone wants to be promoted. So when you're, you know, you're building that team, you give everyone key responsibilities, hold them accountable for it, and then just naturally build from within. Yeah, that's good. So um, kind of bringing it back to, to the business piece, um, to the business world, is 
is when you were building your business, right, in the mortgage world, because it was new to you, mm -hmm. you didn't know anybody or very few people that, that could help you get business. How did you initially market yourself and what kind of strategies did you have? I did a lot of social media and I do a lot more now, but social media, it's like, it's like free marketing. Yeah. Everyone was on Instagram, everyone was on TikTok, everyone was on Facebook. Hey, we gotta just take a time <laughs> out right here. This guy's social game is unbelievable. <laughs> the TikToks, um, I don't know what, if, is there a TikTok name that you wanna give out? Cause it's great. If you haven't, if you haven't seen this guy's TikToks, they're good. Candy Mortgage Team on uh, Instagram. Okay. Great to the Candy Mortgage Team, you'll find me, you'll see Yeah, everything. no, I'm just saying that. I don't usually plug Instagram handles and that kind of thing on here, <laughs> but his, his TikTok game is on point. Uh, anyway, so you did a lot of social media. Uh, what else did you do? A lot of social media and then just a lot of like marketing and reaching out to make sure everyone that I knew, knew what I did. Yeah. And that was like key because I get referrals from a cousin's friends, brother's sister kind of thing just because they know that Avanti does mortgages. I think that's so key. It's so easy to do that if you just start a business. And again, I know we're talking about loans, mm -hmm. but any business, like let your family, let your friends know. Um, with social media, you basically have a free press release to anybody that, that you're friends with or follow you. And you just let them know, hey, here's what I do. Here's what I'm looking for. Um, and it sounds like you were able to get a lot of business that way. Yeah, I was. And my wife and I, we go out to eat a lot. So we yeah. go to a restaurant, like I'll leave, you know, a couple extra dollars on the tip and leave one of my business cards. So I started doing that. That came from the That's car good. business as well. It works really well. You'd be surprised. I'll get a random phone call from the server or from one of the cooks in the back that just got my business card that just so happened to be in the market or know someone that is. Yeah, that's smart. You know, and I haven't heard of that before. So if you didn't hear that, leave a little bit of extra on the tip. Definitely don't short the tip. Never short it. Never short it. Don't be a bad tipper. <laughs> no, I think that's bad for business anyways. But even if you don't own a business, you know. Just tip, okay? Those those restaurant workers work really hard, and I know That's you true. know that because you were a chef. And I worked at a restaurant. I was a bartender, actually. That's cool. See, not many people know that. I did talk about that on the first episode, but that really prepared me for the mortgage business. I'll put you to the test this week, and I'll come <laughs> over. Yeah, I don't really remember anything. All I used to make was strawberry daiquiris, but you know, I, I got that down to a science. Um, so what else? Any other marketing things that you saw? or that you used, I guess, at the, at the beginning. I, mean, I know we talked about social media. Yeah. Um, you know, in our world, you know, one thing, is that we, one thing we try to do to develop business is we try to go out and, and convince real estate agents to send us their clients. Mm -hmm. And so how were you able to uh, convince real estate agents to trust you, being that you were new to the mortgage business back then? Yeah, really and truly, I just would give them a call and I'd build value in myself yeah. as well as build value in the company and what I have to offer. Because a lot of times people don't care what you know until they know how much you care. Mm. So we're like, my biggest goal is to help them grow their business because naturally it's going to help me grow my business. So as yeah. soon as I can start you know, helping them and build them, it'll naturally just, again, build yeah. myself. Before I forget, I just want to hit on that. If you're new to business, like he cares about the client. And that's one thing that the people don't care. Customers don't care. Clients don't care about the knowledge. And I think it's so often when we are trying to drum up business and market ourselves, we oftentimes just kind of throw up information in the meeting and tell them how great we are and how much knowledge we have. Yep. Right. The good thing is you don't have any knowledge. So you really couldn't do that at the beginning. Right. You <laughs> were just true. learning. Um, but I'm sure you faked it anyway, but, um, you got to fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, just, just remembering that if you can help them in any way, right. Help your clients, whatever business you're in. I think that's one key. That's really it is. good. It is. It's a big key. 
Um, so you were able to convince them to to do that, and I'm sure you got a lot of no's, right? But I you just didn't care, and we, we talked about that. Um, so what what are some mistakes that you made that you would want to share that maybe help some others that are starting a business or in our business or real estate agent that that you think could help some people? Yeah, I mean, really and truly, it's I, mm. I learned and focus on you know under promise over deliver. Don't say you're going to do something if you're not going to do it. Yeah. Don't say, hey, I'll give you a call back in 15 minutes if it's going to be 45. Mm. You know, just set proper expectations to where it, it eliminates things. You just over-communicate. Um, that's communication's key because people, like, everyone doesn't, you know, they don't like not knowing, especially when it's an unfamiliar process. Yeah. You know, when you're in your business, like you said, well, it's HVAC, like electrical, contracting, whatever it is, you do it every single day. Mm. Your clients don't get that work done every single day. So keep them in the loop. Let them know exactly what's going on. Walk them through the steps of the process so they're never lost. That's really good. That's really good. So set proper expectations. Mm -hmm. Over-communicate. And just remembering that, you know, um, as a customer, right, whatever field you're in, like, we don't do that every day. And so I know in our world, in the mortgage business, you know, you try to update people and educate mm -hmm. them as much as possible. Um, and I think that's key. I think that's really good advice. So anything else you could think of that you'd want to share with new business owners that you really think helped you from the very beginning? Um, I guess just be creative. You know, if you want to do something, don't just say you want to do it. Actually do it. Yeah. And just think outside of the box. Be fun. Be yourself. And just focus on your end goal. Like, I set goals for myself, so it yeah. holds you accountable. So I tell you, my, I joke about it with you, but it actually means that my five-year goal is to be like Matt Beckwith when it comes <laughs> to originating. <laughs> you know, pick somebody that you want to be like and just copy and paste it. And just make that your biggest priority. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a really big compliment. Um I, I do believe you can do it. That's for sure. And so I'm excited to see uh, where your career goes. And, and really, I just thank you for driving all the way to Virginia Beach Anytime, today um, to come on the show. And I really hope that if you're a new business owner, um, that you got a lot from this. I mean, he's got a lot of knowledge. Um, he moved really fast in the business um, of sales. But again, he's a good leader. He's accountable um, to himself. Um, and he makes sure that he evaluates himself every single day to make sure you hit your goals. Hitch your goals. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Um, but as a business owner, we got to set big goals and uh, hope to have you on the show again. Let's do it. So thank you so much for coming on, Avante. Thank you for having me. And we'll see you guys next time.